historically, the the methods of measuring impact have been typically activity based. Mm. So, you know, how many steps are you doing? How many appointments have people had? Or what's our utilization? Do you know what mm. I mean? So it's it's kind of like the the number of appointments or whatever. So if you're looking at your EAP or if you're looking at services that you might have in place, the first thing to do is is to kind of have a look at how are they measuring themselves and whether it's either activity based, so uh, quantitative of you know how many appointments are we doing, rather than outcome based. So what are the actual outcomes of those appointments? Are people happy? Have you made a difference to their lives? Which isn't often measured. So Mm -hmm. there's relatively simple measures to that. And if you think back to my sort of story at the beginning of the introduction to gaining support, Mm -hmm. so many times have I heard that people have reached out in businesses or reached out to a service that the business has as an employee benefit and either never heard back or, or not had a great experience or maybe not had enough support or it was too generic, whatever it might be. But their six appointments are still going to go on to the impact data of, aren't we doing a good job? But actually their experience may have had the impact on them that is not encouraging them to reach out again in the future. We did some, just to, to put that into context, we did, we did some groups, uh, weekly groups on a Saturday for children that were affected and by by drugs and alcohol. So they'd been removed from the family. Some of them were looked after by you know, foster carers or whatever. Some were, were looked after by alternative guardians. And it was very, very cute. They were like six years old and for some, you know, they were doing art and a variety of things. It was lovely. But we had, I think, four groups that we, we could do with them. And on the third group, I was getting a bit, not necessarily existential, not that extreme, but it was it was obvious that this wasn't going to be enough to help right. the kids, you know, four groups isn't, it's good, but it's not enough to, to, to help them. And the way that I phrased it at the time was I, we're not going to be able to fix them. And I, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. I, I was very wrong. And someone that I work with corrected me and said, it, our job isn't to fix them. These kids or these, these people will be in support for the rest of their lives. Mm. And I think to a degree we all are. But what's important is that they've had a good introduction to gaining support and asking for help. Yeah. So when we're looking at services, understanding what, you know, our, our colleagues are, you know, if it's a employee benefit, our colleagues are the customers. So we need to understand what the customer experience actually is. Is the introduction to it easy? Is it simple? Is it welcoming? You know, so that's kind of the first thing. How do people actually access the service and what are people saying about accessing it, not just taking the organization's word for it? And then having a look at how it's measured in a way of being a bit more, obviously not personally identifiable, but we use measures like um, a Warwick Edinburgh scale, which is 14 questions or so. It's a psychological assessment. So we do the, the 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 qualitative stuff, you know, like we call them happy sheets. So, you know, how are you? What's your feedback? I hope you had a nice time. But then we actually have a look at, right, asking questions similar to how have you felt in this respect for the last two weeks? And we do that before we start appointments and at the end of appointments to have a look at, right, what is the actual difference to well-being that we've had on that person? Yeah. And if you look at sort of NHS services, for example, there's a, a study by STEM4, 
Um, so if you know you've got training internally that's encouraging people to go to their GPs, and you know more than likely they're going to be referred on into into secondary services, which is mental health appointments or assessments, etc. The impact of about six appointments is a positive impact overall of about one point six percent. So Susanna, if 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 that was it, you know us and I was your practitioner, um, after six hour-long appointments, you will feel 1.6% better. That doesn't sound great. Well, <laughs> no. It's, it's, <laughs> and that's kind of, that's, that's it, you know, that, that's kind of the point. You know, you're encouraging me to go and get that service. Why? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, where's the incentive? Am I, is it actually going to help? And yes. there's a rule in psychology where if somebody has to fight for something three times and they still don't receive it, they will give up. It's kind of a, it's a, it's a natural, almost a biological response of if you put two animals in a cage, they'll fight to find out who's dominant. The, once the success rate of the less dominant creature dips below 30%, they will not try again. So if you put that into context of reaching out for help, ask for help three times on the fourth time you don't get it or it's too difficult or something's in the way, that person is not going to be asking for help anymore. And that's a very, very sad state to be in. So having a look at actually, you know, measuring impact, what not necessarily just are people happy or would they recommend the services? Because we all know that surveys can be asked in a particular way that shows those figures favorably. What are the nuts and bolts of the actual scientific assessment of these things? Yeah. And for example, we do, we've done bananas. Um, we've got bananas as a resource. Uh, so after the workshop, people tend to see, you know, tend to get the resource through. We've worked with somebody just doing that uh, for six weeks. So, you know, how do you exercise? What's your relationship with it? How can we get more of it into your life? And almost organizing well-being into their life. And we did that pre and post assessment and their well-being increased by 139%. So if I could, if I could tell you, you know, that, and none of it's clinical either. So the history of mental health has been I, you know, do you know the signs and symptoms of depression, anxiety? And for a, for a leader, manager, someone who's a colleague, that's, that's very daunting. You know, I've had half a day of training. Should I be talking about conditions with somebody? Uh, am I overstepping the mark? You know, so if we can just purely focus on those practical elements of life, someone's life, then you can have an incredible impact to their well-being just by facilitating it. You don't have to work out for them uh, just by facilitating it. And you can have a huge impact to their to their life and how they feel and ultimately their work.